Welcome from the deep, I am Mike Finder. And I am Book of Brett. And today we are going to be talking about Scream 6. Can you Sace. believe we're already at Scream 6? Uh, yeah, because, oh God, it's the land before time. Okay, so let's let's preface this before we even get into this. I want to say a couple things about this movie uh, before we even get into this review. A, okay. we are going to be having spoilers, but we will let you know yes. before we start talking about spoilers. So we will give you a quick little rundown of what we think and whether we think it's worth seeing before we get into spoilers. And we will have a big spoiler alert thing pop up. Uh, whenever that's going to happen. so Like a Chernobyl if, warning. Yeah, exactly. Number two, I swear to God, if this gets the same reaction <laughs> that the Scream trailer reaction got, we will delete comments. And I have no qualms about that whatsoever. <laughs> not deleting the video. No, we're not, not deleting, deleting the video, the video this video. time. We will nope. be deleting comments if we get half of the vile, horrible <laughs> shit said to us that was said on the Scream trailer reaction. So <laughs> some of you seriously need to chill the f out. <laughs> They're movies and opinions. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Relax. Right. Okay. And number three, I am a huge Scream fanboy. Just right up front, I want that to be known. Brett, are you a huge Scream fanboy? Nope. So there you go. Now. With that being said out loud. I want to say, okay, okay, that sounds like super, like, I hate Scream. I don't hate Scream. I'm just not a Scream fanboy. Okay. Okay, that's I think that's there's fair. a big difference. No, there and is. And I feel like a lot of people don't recognize that it's okay to A, have a differing opinion, and B, it's okay to not like something. Yeah. But still, especially when we're talking about a franchise, it's okay to not like an installment in a series that you otherwise do enjoy. Well, I will also say it's okay to have different opinions. And just because yeah. we have a different opinion than you might have does not mean it is a verbal, personal attack on you, your identity, or your hobbies. Right. Period. Just because just because you're wrong doesn't mean you have okay. to keep See, getting angry. This is the thing we're talking about. <laughs> you got to have to have a sense of humor if you're going to watch this. Because it, it cannot... Because, oh my God, it was a joke! Oh my God! <laughs> so, with all of that out of the way... Where's uh, my EpiPen for my allergy?! <laughs> Well, let me do some housekeeping real quick. If you're only watching this on YouTube, go make sure to check out your favorite podcast, catcher, app, whatever you want to call it, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, whatever other ones are out there. I think those are the two main ones at this point. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> we have an RSS others? feed. All of these podcasts are actually on our RSS feed and Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. So you can check those out without the video and without our horrible looking faces. And if you're only listening to this on one of those apps, Look at uh, me, make bitch, sure I'm beautiful. <laughs> Make sure you go check out our YouTube channel because the YouTube channel gets a lot of content that the podcast and RSS feed does not get. So that is very right. important to point out. Um, so let's just get right into this. Uh, Scream 6. I, you know, I, like I said, I'm kind of a Scream fanboy and I've been kind of counting down the days for this. Um, yeah. For the last several months. Uh, I will yep. also say we both saw this in theaters uh, on a pre-release screening. Uh, Our first. Yeah. Like we were, I think, some of the first people on Thursday to see this. Um, and we wanted to put this out on Friday, but life gets in the way and that's just, it is what it is. Um, but I want to know um, 
what your theater experience was like before we get into this. And then I will also be putting chapters down the timeline down here. If you want to skip all this bullcrap and just hear what we think about Scream, I will put chapters down here. So let's talk about going to the theater and what this experience was like seeing Scream, because I don't know about you. This was my first Scream in a theater. Me too. Me too. And I got to say, I uh, I had an expectation going to see Scream in the theater. Um, like I, set I, by I, Scream itself from Scream 2? <laughs> like when they go to see Stab? Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I was expecting a lot of involvement, a lot of uh, reactions. Uh, the theater was full. I was able to actually move my ticket from a later time to the earliest time, and which was cool because I was like, I, I, I was excited to see this with a lot of other people. Me too. Um, I will. I will say, uh, I am not normally that person. Uh, I'm usually a fairly introverted person. If I can go see something at 10 a.m. with the other 80 year olds, then I will usually choose to go do that. But this seemed like a movie to go see with other people that are super into it. Yeah. And I got to say, I did not have the experience I was expecting. I mean, I wasn't expecting like popcorn thrown around and, 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 and stuff like that. For it that. to be stabbed. Yeah. I was not <laughs> expecting it to be the opening scene to scream Two. No, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, if there was not the energy that I was expecting, um, I will say, I will say when it said, uh, now presenting your feature presentation, whatever it said on screen, some guy in the back did go, Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like me and this guy, this guy gets it. And, but overall it was a pretty like toned down experience. I mean, there were reactions. Um, there were people getting into it and everything. Well, how many people but, were in the theater that you saw it in? I mean, dude, there had to be a good, like, 40 or 50 people in the theater. Wow. Like, there were quite a few people in the theater. And these are not, these are not the, this is not the theater. I, I go to the Roadhouse Cinemas uh, here in Colorado Springs. Uh, the seats are comfy. I can get food. I can get beer. And that was the other thing that I was actually really, really excited for. Because when I went and saw Infinity Pool, we'll I started drinking. down below here. I started drinking not knowing what I was getting into. Right. Um, had I known what I was getting into, I would not have done that. Um, but I knew what I was getting into between having watched several Scream movies, having uh, watched the trailer, and I was like, this is a movie I can drink and enjoy and get into. And I will say that I think drinking actually made it more enjoyable for me than it otherwise would have been because it made me lighten the fuck up and get the out of my ass that is normally lodged ever so tightly when I go and watch movies. One thing I found out uh, after uh, after the movie ended, there were other people just kind of chilling in the theater, I think looking for uh, an end credit scene. And I actually just kind of started going up to people and being like, hey, I run this podcast uh, and YouTube channel. What did you think of it? And um, without getting into specifics just yet, the overall vibe seemed to be the people that are just now getting into Scream enjoyed it. Everyone I talked to that's been watching Scream for a long time, not super into this one. Um, some of them disliked it more than others, but 
the uh, the general consensus for people that have been into Scream for a while was they weren't crazy about it. Okay, well, um, my theater experience was slightly different. Um, I saw this in what can only be described as the largest theater I have ever been in. Um, the the screen was fucking. Are you not entertained? Dude, the screen was massive. Like I was have it? never sat in, and it wasn't an IMAX. Uh, so uh, outside of an IMAX, I should preface that probably. Uh, it is the biggest theater I have ever been in. And it was probably, I want to say like 100 to 200 seats. It was just huge. It was huge. Um, Now, with that being said, I saw um, uh, it was a nine o'clock showing here in Orlando. And um, there were probably only 30 people or so in the theater with me. Uh, in That's that massive, massive theater. It had two, like there was a balcony and there was a lower level. Um, it was just a massive theater. And when I walked into the theater to like get my drinks and stuff, um, you know, there were people coming out of the first showing for Scream. And uh, they were like hanging out in the lobby and talking about it. And they were all laughing and talking about how much fun they had with it. And so it really set a tone for me going into the movie of like, Oh, this is like a communal type experience. And yeah. as somebody who generally goes to matinees and like middle of the night showings, like 10, 11 o'clock, um, it was very different in that aspect. And I don't usually see movies with that many people. It was also a Thursday. It was also a Thursday. That's true. Yeah. Um, so the the reason I wanted to People go on nine to fives, we don't have, I, I think <clears throat> you and I tend to forget we don't have real jobs. Yeah. And so we go into these going like, where is everybody? Oh, that's right. They're feeding their children and getting ready to go to the office tomorrow. Well, I will say the reason I wanted to go on Thursday at the nine o'clock showing is because it was the emptiest showing. You know how, when you like go to buy a ticket online, you can yeah. see the layout of the theater. And yeah. Roadhouse has that. Where yeah. people are sitting and stuff. Um, the reason I went to the showing that I went to was because it had the fewest people in it. And it was like 10 minutes from starting when I bought the ticket. So I was like, there's going to be like basically nobody in here. I got to sit in the very back in these comfortable seats. Uh, they were not the recliners, but it was like this massive theater. I was in the very back by myself. It was Awesome. It was See, genuinely wanna... the best theater experience I have had in probably 10 or 15 years. I wish I would have gotten a seat further back um, when I called uh, the lady uh, who was very, very nice. But she said, um, well, we've only got a few seats left um, and they're in row C. And I asked her, I was like, does it start with row A? <laughs> And she goes, yeah, it starts with row A. And I was like, would it start? I, I didn't want it to start. I wanted it, it to be on like, Q. I wanted it to like, I wanted it to be like row one through 10 and then A through Z. That's what I was like hoping for. Like numerical alphabetical. I knew that's not what I was going to get, but it was that whole like, I don't want to do that. Fine. Fine. We'll do a roast. She's like, well, do you at least want to be in the middle? Like, yes, you're an angel. You can tell I already don't want to be in roast. Please put me in the middle. And I, I, I normally recline in the theater that I go to anyway, out of 
um, desire. This was out of necessity because this was like, th this was like watching the movie. Like, like, I felt like if there was a camera on me, I would have looked like the fat guy from the wow episode of South Park. Just <laughs> back like that. Yeah. And so like that, I, I, I did have to get used to that um, because I don't normally sit that close. Um, but but yeah, it was it was still a good experience. Um, I still had a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Roadhouse Cinemas, their uh, their staff, always super nice, super helpful. Um, the I forgot to bring my notebook with me. The guy uh, that was or the the server was nice enough to bring me <laughs> receipt paper. These are my notes, by the way. He, he scribbled on receipt paper like a fucking serial killer. In in, in the dark, <laughs> it looks like like this could be a manifesto yeah, for sure. And it, you holding it like that it. makes you look like an insane person so. yeah yeah like 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 i found the commandments <laughs> all right john but, Smith, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> those are plates okay fair enough so um anyway i just thought it was interesting that brett and i had very similar very good theater yeah. experiences and we live across the country from each other yeah. so we had very similar experiences very good experiences like on opposite sides of the country, which is something that has not happened in a very long time. So I just thought that was yeah. interesting. And I wanted to talk about the theater experience for a second. Um, and and so let's just get into this as we usually do. Uh, do you want to give us a synopsis of Scream 6? Then we'll jump over into IMDb. We'll talk about how we feel and general feelings and stuff like that about it. And then we'll start to get into spoilers. We'll get into ratings and then we'll uh, talk about the ending and stuff. Okay. Uh, the synopsis is this is Scream in New York. Go to IMDb. <laughs> no. What's fun uh, no, what's <laughs> funny about that is you're not that far off from what IMDb it's, says. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> just, uh, just like the last one, you were, you were like, this is going to be a good one. Nah. Mm -mm, nope. That's that's the movie. Uh, but no. So really, really what it is, is the uh, the characters, uh, Sam and, um, uh, and and the other characters from the last one. Is it no, it's not Tessa. Uh, maybe it's, I, it's... I, I don't remember. They, but they uh, they're in New York now. Uh, they've gone to co they're going to college. Tara and um, and basically uh, there we have uh, a new ghost face uh, who is terrorizing them in New York City, and they have to figure out who ghost face is. Yeah, so this is a direct again, sequel to Scream 5. Which, again, I refer you to my first synopsis, yeah. which is Scream in New York. Yeah, yeah. So this is a direct sequel to Scream 5. Um, and if you saw Scream 5, you'll it's the same people in it that didn't die off in Scream 5. Um, so as we usually do, let's jump over to the podcast drive-in here and see what IMDb says. Scream 5, 2023. It's rated R. It's six. two so hours and three minutes. Um, and it has a 7.5 on IMDb. It is directed by Matt Bellinelli Olfen. Is that right? Matt Bellinelli Olfen and Tyler Gillett. Um, it was written by James Vanderbilt, Guy Busick, and Kevin Williamson. It stars Courtney Cox, Melissa Barrera, and Jenna Ortega. That's weird can, that she's so high up there. I guess they, it, it felt we, like they bumped. 
Jenna Ortega's character up a notch in this movie because she's yeah. gained so much popularity from Scream well, 5 to this just, one. <laughs> can we just talk about how when it said James Vanderbilt on Scream, I went, what the fuck is the Dawson's Creek guy doing with this movie? I don't... Um, <laughs> that, this is not James Vanderbeek. No. That's it's a, Vanderbilt. It's a very different person. Yeah. And I was so <laughs> monumentally confused what he was doing as a part of this movie. But I just, I wanted to share that because this entire experience started with me going, what the fuck? <laughs> well, uh, he is known for uh, producing Zodiac and Scream okay. 5, uh, Independence okay. Day Resurgence. White, Zodiac's the shit, by the way. White House Down. I do really like Zodiac, yeah. Yeah, um, Zodiac's so, great. Anyway, the IMDb one-sentence synopsis here is, in the next installment, the survivors <laughs> of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. That's the <laughs> synopsis. Screaming New York! It's the <laughs> yes. synopsis! Yeah, yep. Like I said, you weren't that far off from, from your initial synopsis it's there. like it's like giving a synopsis for the seventh land before time it's just little foot in madagascar <laughs> so um let's just start off here why don't you tell me your overall thoughts on scream six i went into scream six really not expecting to enjoy it um i didn't like scream five uh the trailer for scream six was not something i was excited about and I will say, after having watched it, uh, I, I I can't say that I'm, like, super into it. I can't even honestly say that I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I can say that I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. And that's about the best any of you are going to get out of me. Um, it's, 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 it's self-aware. It's too self-aware. The New York setting does not work for me. Um, there are, um, a lot of plot holes in here that just stood out to me like a sore thumb, uh, without getting into specifics. Why is Gail in New York? Why does she have an apartment, a very posh apartment, um, she's a successful just, writer and uh, a news anchor, right? No, I'm aware in Woodsboro she is, but why is she in New York? It's never explained why she's in New York. She's <laughs> just there because if she's not, we don't have Sydney and we don't have Gail. And so there's just, there's a lot that's like not explained, uh, for me as far as that goes with that said, though, I can look past those because it's a scream movie. And that's what I really, really found myself doing. I have mentioned in the last couple episodes, I'm trying really, really hard to be a lot more open-minded about things that I might otherwise have closed off completely to. And this was the first movie where consciously thinking that going into the movie had an unconscious effect in how the movie affected me. And... I think it allowed me to enjoy this more than I did, but I think the amount to which I enjoyed it is as much as I was going to enjoy this because I, 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 I really got to say I came out of this thinking the biggest thought in my head was I'm over scream. I'm over it. 
I'm over it. It's the same thing. It's the same formula every time. This movie adds nothing to the franchise for me. Um, I could be wrong. I'm looking at this from, you know, my own perspective, but there's nothing new. There's nothing exciting. There's nothing uh, experimental here. Um, we've got we've got a sequel to a requel, which feels I mean, I'm getting douche chills just saying that out loud, <laughs> but it's true. It's it, it's a sequel to a requel. And the worst part is the only thing worse than it being that is them saying we're in that. We, we talked about this in Scream 5. Scream 5 was probably probably one of the most self-aware screams that they've come out with. And I understand the meta aspect is, has been a part of it since the very, very first movie. However, the meta aspect has never been as self-aware of itself as it's been in the last two, in my opinion, not that it hasn't been, but like the last two and especially this one, I mean, there are multiple comments on how basically every time something plays out, we get, what's her name with the, with with the short hair. Is that Tessa is her name? Tara. Uh, that's Tara's the sister though. You're talking about the girl from yellow jackets, right? Yeah. Um, Mindy is her name in the movie. Mindy. Um, every time something happens, she's like, she, she, she equates it to a movie formula. And this happens throughout from when she's first on screen to the very, like the first scene she's in, she's making comments about it. She's even got a shirt on that says strong femme lead. And my issue there is not like with the PC aspect of it. Like, like that, I don't like that, that. That's not even on my mind. What's on my mind is that it's there. Everything in the movie is a reference to itself as a movie and that just feels lazy as fuck to me. Wow. Um, okay. Well, that is <laughs> a take. That is definitely a take. I had just about the complete opposite experience on this. Um, like I said, I'm kind of a Scream fanboy when it comes to yeah, horror and there's movies. Nothing these, this there's is nothing one of my these people can do to ruin it for you people. <laughs> So that's what I've come away. That's what I've come away with. They can't do anything to scream. That's going to ruin it for the people that love scream. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm not the demographic for it. So, um, I mean, and we're going to get into how I felt about this as a slasher, because I think that's the better way for me to approach this, um, approaching this. And I, and, and I hate to step over you. I'm going to let you get into your no, thing good. here. Um, but I want to make it very, very clear that the, the tangent I just went on is my take as, um, as viewing it as a screen movie, but I'm saying all of that to really underscore the fact that I am aware that I can't go into this analyzing as a screen movie because that is what ruins it for me. Looking at it as a slasher movie is I think how I come to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um I think when it comes to horror, you have to you have to approach it slightly different. And and yeah. you cannot hold something like Scream 6. It's the 6th movie in the franchise to the same level as something like Infinity Pool or something a bit more high-minded. 
100%. Um, I did not go into this with and, expecting And with that. that being said, if if you like Scream, you're going to just by by nature kind of go into this um if you're a fanboy anyway a bit more open-minded now with that being said i went into this expecting close to nothing um and and i we made it pretty pretty apparent how we felt about scream 5 i really didn't like scream 5 i feel the same way about scream 5 that i feel about scream 4 i don't like scream 4 either I, 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 three is okay. Uh, I think one and two are the best in the series. I think it starts to go on a decline, uh, by scream three. Um, but that's not to say I'm not a fan of them because I do still enjoy them. For me, scream is a series that really changed not only how I see horror, but how I, um, how I approach horror movies in general because the first time I saw scream one, it really cemented in my brain like, oh, they're, there are also other people in the world out there that are into this. Like it, it mm-hmm. made the movie nerd thing like apparent to me. I, I mm-hmm. was not super aware of it before that. And that's because I was, what year was that? That was like 96 or something. We were like the first 10 one? years old. Yeah. The first one that came out. Yeah, that yeah. was like, I think it was 96. Um, oh my God. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we were like 10 years old. So it's like, for me, I was just not super aware of the whole movie nerd thing whenever it started. Um, right. And when I saw Scream, it really changed that, where I was like, oh my God, there are other people who are also into horror. Because at that time, I didn't know about Fangoria or or any of the other stuff, um, famous monsters or any of that stuff. Um, and so for me, Scream was really a game changer. And so it holds a special place in my heart. And so... I am automatically going to go into this a bit more open-minded than I think you are because of that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, with that being said, um, I did go into this with really low expectations. Um, And I think, and I think honestly, that kind of helped me enjoy it more than I would have otherwise. Because for me, this felt like somebody, or, or I guess how many writers did it have? I can't even remember. Uh, there were three writers, but I think Kevin Williamson is the Jesus. guy that, that wrote the original. So I think technically James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick wrote this alone. And it's one of those things where Kevin Williamson gets credit because he created the whole thing. And he's and the, the George place. Lucas of Scream. Right. Um, and so it, two people wrote this and it felt like these two guys, can, especially when you compare it to Scream 5, it felt like this was straight up fan service. And this is something we talked about in the uh, Haunted Mansion trailer reaction video that we posted not too long ago. I think that was like four or five days ago. I will link that up top up here and down below in the description if you want to check that out. Um, This feels like fan service, but it doesn't get in its own way. And um, for me, because this felt like somebody or a couple people that wrote this really loved the franchise, I was actually able to really enjoy it more than I expected to because I hated Scream 5 so much. Um, you know, that was at the peak of me, like, I am over this prequel, requel, sequel, th- reboot, reimagining thing that everybody is doing on a regular basis. I'm just over it. I'm, um, I'm still over it. And and I think since Scream 5 has been released, um, I've I've lightened up on that a little bit more and I've tried to be, like Brett said earlier, we've both been trying to be slightly more open-minded about the, the utter crap, 
in general that Hollywood has been well, putting out lately. And let's let's be clear about that for a second. Being more open minded does not mean setting aside your values. No, um, no, no, no. Which is why I still was not crazy about this. Right. However, um, I will say by the end of the opening scene, I was more on board. Um, throughout the entirety of the opening scene, I was sitting here going, God damn it, I'm not going to like this. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I walked away from this movie having thoroughly enjoyed myself. I do not have a problem with the meta thing because Scream is is essentially the inventor of the meta horror movie. And them going deeper into the meta self-aware thing that they've been doing in the last few movies, uh, like even further than they were, um, I think works. And I think it works a lot more in Scream 6 than it did in Scream 5. I do not mind the fact that we have replacements for Randy. I don't mind that. There has to be somebody calling this what it is, which is a, which is a, re, a sequel to a requel. Um, as douchey as those words are, I think when we're this deep into a, a franchise that's this meta, I, I don't think there's another way to do it without going that meta. That's why I said I'm over Scream. I'm over it. I'm over it. Move on. I do, But again, like I said, I'm not a huge fan like you are. I'm not a huge fan like right. the people that are bound to leave terrible comments on this video. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not you. Um, I am not into it. I'm not into it like that. And that's why it just feels like a lazy cash grab to me. Um, I actually, I, I called somebody who's going to re remain nameless, um, because, it, and if they watch this video, um, I'm sorry for bringing this up, but this like really kind of got under my skin a little bit. I told them that, you know, I'm over it. It just it, it just feels lazy. It just feels formulaic. It feels repetitive at this point. And he said, well, yeah, but that's how they're going to make their money. And that is everything wrong with film to me. That's everything wrong. You're just making it. I'm not saying this is why they made it. I'm saying that this feels like an aspect of it, that they're just, it's just fan service, but not fan service for the sake of appeasing the fans. It's just, it just feels like they're just making the same shit over and over and over again because they know it's going to sell. And it's the same issue I have with superhero movies, the same problems I have. Well, not the same ones because I, I, I could watch screen over and over and over again if I have to choose between that and the newest Spider-Man or Avengers or whatever the fuck is coming out next. Spider-Man 14, come on. <laughs> well, okay, but, but again, this goes back to the whole thing I was talking about where when we're talking about horror movies, you have to look at this differently because this has been a thing in horror movies for decades. For right. decades. There is a howling, like, eight like, I, you know what I mean? Like, this no, is this is a thing I that know. has been going on. There are fucking like 14 Nightmare Before uh, or Nightmare on Elm Streets. So, right. And like five of them are good. I, well, I wouldn't even go that far. But but it's not something. This isn't a new thing. That's my point. This no, is not, not New Hollywood doing a thing that New Hollywood no. does like like Spider-Man. This is a thing right, that no. has been going on in horror for decades. 
I agree with you. However, it's also why I haven't seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. It's why I haven't seen The Howling. And I'm talking about this in relation to Scream because that's the movie that we were reviewing. If we were doing Howling 8, we'd be having the same fucking conversation as far as this aspect of it goes. Uh, But again, I want to reiterate, this was my biggest issue with it. So um, I'm going to agree with you. Scream 5 was a dumpster fire tragedy set in a barren wasteland. Scream 6, I enjoyed much, much more, but it just, it became very apparent to me. Like, this is what made, this is the movie that made it apparent to me that I'm not, I'm just not a huge Scream fan. I'm a huge fan of certain Scream movies, but the franchise overall, Ghostface was Ghostface was cool for about 10 years. I don't care anymore. Um, and and so as a as those aspects of it go, I've got negative feelings about it. However, with that said, this was fun. I still had fun with it. I can recognize things that I don't like. That doesn't mean that I don't like the movie, though. Well, I mean, I definitely agree that this was fun, um, but but again, you kind of just have to look at it in a different way. Anyway, let's let's move on. I want to know um, from. Okay, we'll get into spoilers from here on out. Before we do that, why don't you go ahead and tell me? Do you think this is worth watching for somebody that's not super into Scream? Um. Yes, yes, I do, I do. Um, it, it, if you are not super into scream, um, and when I say not super into scream, like you haven't like really dived into dove into dove into dove dioved into, <laughs> there we go. I put them all together. Um, if you're not, um, if you're not somebody that's watched a ton of scream movies, um, this is a fun ride. It's fun either way. This is a fun movie either way. Um, if you're really uh, the general consensus that I got from people at the theater and I did go up to other people, but by getting, by doing that, it gave me a very interesting piece of input that I would not have otherwise gotten, which was the, I talked to one person, him and his 15 year old girlfriend. He was 14. She was 15. I don't know how they got into the theater, but this was their first screen movie and they liked it. They did like it. The guy sitting next to me, huge Scream fan. He was one of these guys that, like, he was the only other one in the theater that went by himself. And I went, that's the guy I need to talk to. Because that guy is either super into movies or he's super into Scream. You don't go to a movie by yourself, usually, unless you're super into movies in general or super into the movie that's part of the franchise that you're about to watch. So I talked to him. He, he was a big Scream fan. He did not enjoy it. He didn't hate it, but he didn't enjoy it. The people behind me been watching Scream since Scream 1. They didn't like it either. They had a lot of issues with it. Um, and so if you're just now getting into Scream, you're going to enjoy this. Um, if you've watched several Scream movies and you, you've watched what I would like to call the de-evolution of the Scream franchise, I would say that you're not going to hate it. Uh, I think you'll like it more than Scream 5, um, but I don't think you're going to love it. Well, I don't think. I mean, I 
as somebody who's been watching since the very beginning um, and has seen them all multiple times, I have multiple box sets back here behind me. Uh, I have them all on Blu-ray. I have, um, you know, I have the documentary on Blu-ray. Like, I'm super into Scream. As somebody who is into Scream, like, a lot and and considers it in my top five horror, um, I really enjoyed it. And it is because there are so many little Easter eggs and hidden little little references and everything else to the entire rest of the franchise. And I know I didn't catch them all on this one screening. I know I didn't. Um, You're the worst Pokemon trainer. <laughs> well, and, and to me, this felt really fun and interesting and far better than Scream 5. I would say, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I would sure. say Absolutely. if you're a horror fan in general, but you're not into scream, give this a try. Uh, if you're super into scream, I think um, if you can go into it, not jaded and not ready to hate it off the bat. There is a really fun movie in here, but you mm -hmm. have to go into it kind of open-minded and realize that we're in 2023 and it's not 1996 anymore. And they have to do things. And they even say this in the movie, you got to do shit that, that subverts expectations and, and, you know, do stuff that people don't see coming and do the opposite of what was in five and all that stuff. You got to do all that stuff to keep people interested and to coming back and, and well, they you did know, it all a good movie. They, no, no, no. They did it all successfully, in my opinion. Like, in my opinion, all of this works really well. I think moving it to New York was unnecessary, other than the subway scene, which I loved, by the way. I loved that when yeah, we yeah, watched the trailer. The subway scene is dope. great. It's a really cool idea. All the little references to it and Pinhead and all the other little horror references that are in that subway scene are awesome. Um, I super enjoyed the idea that there are 14 people dressed as Ghostface on that subway and you don't know who to trust. You're freaked out. That whole idea is great. Outside of that, I don't think moving it to New York did did a whole lot for it. I think this could have been. I don't think it worked at all. Th personally. This could have been in Woodsboro easily and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Yeah. But I also understand why you need to move it to to regain people's interest and stuff like that. Now, is it because they're running out of ideas and that was the no, biggest step they No, it's because you got to get rid of the fucking legacy characters. You have to. You got to get rid of them if you're going to move on. And I personally am ready to move on with all that stuff, and I think this is a really good step in the right direction for that. If you are super hyper attached to all the legacy characters and you're bummed that Sid is not in this and all of that stuff. I get where you're coming from. I understand all of that, but I'm going to say it again. It's not 1996 anymore. It is 2023 and you're, you're going to have to move on at some point. And the people uh, like Courtney Cox, for instance, look like they dug her out of the fucking grave to make this movie. She looks um, terrible, and, you know, and not to be disrespectful, I guess that's really disrespectful now that I say that, but, but like, you're going to have to move on from the legacy people. And I think this is an amazing way to do that. I think this sets up cool things that they can do in scream seven. If they want to, I think that this is a good, different, weird direction that they are headed here. And in my opinion, this was a lot of fun and totally worth seeing absolutely need to see this in theaters if you're a Scream fan. That is an experience. Brett and I talked on the phone last night after we both saw it. That was an experience that both of us have not had in 15 or 20 years, where people mm -hmm. are excited, they are cheering when people live, they are, they are booing when people die. Like, the whole thing, all of that stuff happened, and that is not something you get out of a lot of movies. And, and seeing this in theater 
and seeing this in theaters really reminded me of how special horror can be when it is viewed in a communal setting like that. And it was fun and entertaining. It's not a masterpiece. And obviously it's not better than one, two, maybe even three. It's definitely better than four and five in my opinion, but to me, this was this was a lot more fun than I was expecting. And if you go into it with with um, realistic expectations, you're going to have a really good time with it. So <laughs> if you go into it with realistic expectations, you're going to have a good time. If you're going to uh, French fry when you're supposed to pizza, um, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> but no, so, I, I, OK, hang on. Before we go any further, we're going to have spoilers from here on out. So those are our okay. main thoughts on that. Uh, and from here on out, we're talking about killers, identities, all of it. So just be so prepared can, for that. Can, can, can I give, um, I, I want to do something here that I think will show the duality of, um, you and I in relation to scream. Um, you say the first, second and third ones are the best ones. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Would you say the fourth one is the worst one so far? No, five is the worst one in my opinion. Five is the worst one for sure. So four, so four, five, and six. I would go one, two. F- uh, honestly, it would be one, and, and actually, you know what? It would be one, two, four, three, six, five. Okay. For me, um, Scream is your Star Wars. Well, okay, so I mean. <laughs> No, what I say because it's not, because Scream is not my fucking identity. <laughs> what are you, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh god! The Darth Vader um, tattoo on your arm? Yeah, no, uh, it, it no. doesn't have the cultural impact and everything else. No, I, I no, I, I, I don't agree. What, with that. What, I guess I guess, I guess what my point is is I don't get Scream the way you do, well, the way you get it. Just like you don't get Star Wars the way I get it. Right, and that's fair. I mean, that's and, fair. And, I dislike Star Wars immensely. So that's yeah. my that, that's my biggest thing. And I think that's the thing with Scream for me is that the the, the meta aspect of it um, is what really makes a lot of it. Um, but again, to me, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying in my opinion, the meta thing is overdone, overplayed and lazy and boring as hell to me, which is why. I had to pick other things to enjoy about it, which is where we're going to get into some spoilers. Um, and if I don't get a $5 Patreon for that fucking segue, you can all suck it because that was a segue. And I don't even have a pay. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> I've been making so much money behind your back. What? No. <laughs> okay, well, let's get no. into specifics okay. here. Let's get into specifics. Okay, so, starting okay, at the yeah. beginning. Starting with, at the very, yeah. the very, very beginning. Yeah, yeah. So the ve- the very beginning of this movie, um, I was uh, I, I I was neutral. The the begin the first five minutes of this movie was me going like mm-hmm. on a roller coaster because it's um. It starts out with uh, this uh, this lady who is a throwaway character, though looks familiar. I think it's a cameo because this girl looks really, she did really look familiar. familiar. I don't know who she is, though. Um, but she's uh, she basically ends up getting uh, killed by these guys who are film students, horror buffs, uh, uh, presumably for their movie. Um, and at first it feels like we're shown our killers from the very, very get go. 
Um, and the reaction that came out of me was what I think they were trying to get out of me because these little bastards manipulated me. And that, which was me going, dude, really? Come on. Like, we're going to show him, like, right off the bat. However, the end of the opening scene where he goes, who gives a fuck about movies? I love that <laughs> So part. good, That was yes. so goddamn good. And this is what I keep coming back to. That's why this movie was fun for me. This movie was not fun for me as a scream movie. This movie was fun for me as a slasher movie. Um, and That's what it's supposed that, to be, man. I mean, uh, you know, if you just know, look at it the, as a, just a standalone slasher... It's just slightly but easier to get so into, much, I think. There's so much fan service in this movie that it's yeah. hard to only get into it from That's that true. direction. That's true. Uh, for me, that opening scene was pretty damn cool because I um the 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 moment that he rips the mask off, I was like, oh shit, we're going in a completely different direction here, and I actually got pretty excited. And then he goes into his house, um, and and this is where. When I say I have never felt more targeted by a movie, it starts right off the bat because it is like you walked into my goddamn apartment when you go into that place. It, there are horror mo movie posters everywhere. There's a last podcast on the left sign on his wall. I don't know how they got that in there. That is a very cool little Easter egg that if you know what it is, you know what it is. But if not, it's just a, a fun, cool, weird thing on the wall. Um, and, you know, they're wearing horror movie like T-shirts and, and it's just, they're just horror movie obsessed people. And as somebody in this, uh, well, I guess it's uh, Mindy. As Mindy puts it, they are pale, nerdy white guys with letterboxed accounts. And I, by the way, I'm the only person that laughed in the theater when they said that, because I don't think very many people know what a letterboxed account is. And so that literally made me laugh out loud. And I was the only one in the theater that did that. Um, but it, it. I immediately thought to myself, they're updating the movie nerd thing to 2023, because when you go back to like 96, Randy and all of them are just regular teenagers that happen to be really into horror movies. And in this, they, they kind of, you know, the whole horror community thing has become so much bigger and so much more well-defined as, as a genre of person, I guess is a good way to put it with, with the t-shirts and the horror obsessed everything, uh, where it just takes over kind of everything in your life. Uh, that was super cool for me. And so when they go into that apartment, I'm like, hell yeah, these are our killers. We, we know who they are. And, and then real Ghostface comes out and, and slashes them both to death. I thought the refrigerator reveal was fucking awesome. The yeah. special effects in that are so fucking cool. The, the one-liner of who gives a fuck about movies sets such a good tone for the rest of this movie. It really puts into your mind like, oh, this is not what the the last one was like who gives a shit this is its own thing and then later on they kind of ruin that moment a little bit later but um yeah but yeah i thought the opening scene was great i loved the scene with the alley because they're really playing again they're subverting your expectations i really thought she was going to go down that alley she was going to be the killer i really thought that whenever she started walking down that alley because i was like there's no way this is just a straightforward come down this alley you stupid idiot and i'm gonna kill you which is what it ends up being uh but i just i don't know i right off the bat they're playing with your expectations and and it just becomes obvious they know what they're doing as far as fucking with you when it comes to this movie 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, uh, it's definitely it's not just fun for Scream fans. Um, it's fun because it's fun the way it's written, the way it plays out, the way it's executed. Yeah. It's a very fun, entertaining opening scene. It really is. Um, I really feel like. I really feel like I wish the opening scene, like the vibe of it, if we could just keep going with that, I would have enjoyed this a bit more um, because the opening scene doesn't really have a lot of meta stuff. I'm starting to realize the more we talk about these movies, my issue is the meta stuff. Um, but again, that's the whole point. I mean, that's that's the whole point behind the series. But um, I'm also we also need to mention that I am not the slasher fan that Mike is either. Yeah, slashers um, are my favorite genre of horror for sure. Yeah, and they're not, my favorite genre of horror is a uh, spiritual horror, and even then, I would not say that horror is my favorite genre of film in general. So um, I and and I had to keep that in mind, not just going into this review, but how I was watching this movie. Um, but um, but en uh, uh, enough about that. Let's get into the rest of this movie. Yeah. So, I mean, um, just moving on from there, like I said, this is a direct sequel to five and we have our main characters back. I think uh, Sam is a pretty damn good main character for this. She's uh, an extremely strong uh, female lead. I think Tara. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I think Tara's character kind of got bumped up a little bit as far as from from five, because in five, she felt a bit more. And maybe I'm just misremembering this, but she felt more like a background character than anything else. And it feels like in this one, they really kind of made her um, more of a main character because she's blown up over the last, I don't know, year and a half or two years or whatever with Wednesday and X and all the How other stuff that she's been How do you feel about her acting? Jenna Ortega's acting um, is... Not great, actually. Yeah. I, I But okay. I find that, that she's kind of that way in general. Um, I think she was the least believable person in X. Um, and, and I have not seen Wednesday, uh, but you know, I, I just don't I find her very good in general, but that's just a yeah. me thing. Okay. Okay. I was just, I was just curious cause I kind of had the, I, I kind of had the same feeling and I'm sitting here going like, but she's so popular. Well, yes, she is. But again, um, she was in scream. She was in that, um, babysitter movie. She was also in X. She was in uh, Wednesday, which is what really propelled her to the mm -hmm. point that she's at now, where it feels like she's the new Mia Goth and she's just in literally everything. She's just yeah. in everything and you can't escape it. I read a thing today that that was talking about Michael Keaton and her being in Beetlejuice 2, which makes me want to jump off of a roof. Yeah. I, I don't need her to be Lydia. I, I, I just because she makes a decent Wednesday, which, again, I don't even know from personal experience if that's the case, does not mean she needs to be every weird little goth girl from the 90s. She makes she makes a day. I will say this: she makes a decent Wednesday, but Wednesday is a garbage show. In, in, in you the watched sense it? Of like, uh, I watched 15 minutes of it. And when <laughs> I got to the cut rate Harry Potter or a cut rate Hogwarts, I turned it off. Well, um, so anyway, moving, moving past her, um, 
why don't you go ahead and just tell me everything else that you want to just word vomit out about this? Because I'm, um, for lack of a better word, overwhelmed by how much I have to say about this. And I'll just kind of play off of what you talk about. There were a few things that really stood out to me. Um, the girl that gets gutted um, is pretty goddamn mobile and conscious for somebody that just got terrified. Like, there, there, there's that scene where, like, he stabs her and then pulls the knife up, and yet she's still, like, running around. She's still, like, doing, like... That happens this... multiple times in this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, dude, like, like it's... I, I found several scenes to be incredibly unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I will say that when... Um, is it... Which uh, whose character was it that like they're on the ladder and then she falls to the ground? Oh, that was Mindy's girlfriend, uh, Annika. That's right, Annika. Um, <laughs> out loud in the theater. <laughs> out loud in the theater when he's shaking the ladder, which I thought was actually a pretty cool scene. Like I was laughing while he's doing that because it's just he's just like shaking it and trying to get her off the ladder. Yeah. I'm laughing and out loud unconsciously I went, make her go down. <laughs> and the dude next to me started laughing his ass off. But again, I normally keep my mouth shut through movies, but this is again, that's part of the theater experience for it, is like getting into it. You're not gonna you're not gonna miss anything. Um uh I did say uh my new hero is Ghostface. Um because it's the best part of this movie for me. Ghostface is the best part of this movie for me, and um I want I just wanted these characters to die. <laughs> I, 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 I really, really wanted them to die. I in, in particular, I wanted the girl who keep the girl who's basically the replacement for Jamie Kennedy. I I'm going to keep watching these movies just so I can finally watch her die because I, I, I look at it like, like I was watching this from the perspective of it. I was in this group of friends. If let's say that you and me were hanging out every day all the time, like what, like when we used to live together, if every day you were making references to our life as a movie, I would hate you. It would be annoying. Okay, it would but be, I understand. I understand. Again, let again look at it from the perspective of being in the friend group. If you had a friend that was constantly going, "Oh, this is like a movie like this," or "This is like this movie," we have to do this because this is what happens in movies. I'd be sitting here going, "Like, I'm gonna fucking stab you myself." If okay, he doesn't. but the only reason that happens is because there is a precedent set of killers following movies as their whole prototype for what they're doing and right. and, and the fact that there is so this has happened so many times before um there is a precedent set for that which is the only reason they're talking about that there she she doesn't say anything until the killings start again so a, a, until the whole cycle starts to repeat itself she doesn't that's say anything point. like that that's a fair point it's still annoying and i'd still hate it if somebody was doing it in my friend group <laughs> 
Um, I will say I don't think the we, we've said it already. I don't think the New York setting works. Me neither. Um, I I was surprised at how little they actually utilized the setting compared to how much they're touting it as like scream moose to New York. Like it right. just didn't it just didn't feel like it was that big of a th- part of it other than the subway scene other than the subway right. thing and maybe the bodega part um there's not anything in here that couldn't be done anywhere else right maybe, maybe the latter part i guess well like but even that is debatable yeah yeah i feel i feel like i i actually i i feel like i have a um um uh two things here that really really sum up the way I feel about this movie. And again, these are, I'm going to say it again. These are negative comments. It does not mean I hated this movie. It just means I'm not a huge scream fan. Um, I can't find a reason for this movie to exist. I don't know why this movie exists. Do you it want me to tell anything. you why? I know why, because it, because it's fan service, because P, because fans no. of Scream. W- no, it's not see just it. that. It's in five. Um, Sam starts down the path of darkness. And mm-hmm. that is why Scream six exists, because in okay. I am I am guessing this is a total guess. But in, for me, if I was going to write Scream seven anyway, Scream seven starts to um <laughs> It starts to see Sam really give in to her dark side. Um, and we saw that a little bit at the end of this one where she really starts to I go after that. I would watch that, actually. Um, I would watch that. Exactly. That's, that's cool exactly premise. my point. That's exactly that's my a point. Cool premise. And, and when she starts to see Skip, uh, <laughs> that's his real name in real life. Um, Skeet. What, <laughs> Skeet. God damn it, I fucked it up. Uh, and when she starts to see Skeet, um, at the be at the end of Scream Five, I got really excited for Scream Six. Regardless of how much I hated Five, I was like, "That is a cool idea." And then they didn't quite go far enough with it in Six for me. But the way they set up Scream Seven is I, I that is the that's the thing that I want to see. They're trying to move away, like I said earlier, from the legacy characters, and the only way to do that is to start killing everybody and start to wrap up the whole last century's heroes as they put it or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and so uh, scream six exists so that we can start to see sam fall down the exact same rabbit hole that her father did and there's also a point in here where mindy says if you believe that matthew lillard is dead i forget his name Stu. if you believe Stu is dead that is a huge thing for me. I think that you could play off that a lot in Scream 7. It's a good little thing that they have not touched since Scream 1 because it is just assumed that Stu is dead. Didn't, um, didn't someone come out and say he is dead? Uh, n- well, no. They um, One of the cops says that, he, that he's dead. Uh, but no, somebody involved in the earlier movies, I believe, came, I could be wrong, but I believe they came out and said that he is dead. You're going to have to reference that because I don't I don't remember that. Do you remember I, what it, that's it, from? It was, just, it was something I saw in passing. No, I don't remember what it's from. That's why I could be completely full of shit. So somebody, by all means, correct me if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I could have sworn. No, don't, now, now, with that said, if Matthew Lillard shows up in a Scream movie, I will hate, I, I, I could hate the whole movie. 
it could be the dumbest fucking premise and I will go see it because <laughs> Matthew Lillard is in it because I love Matthew Lillard. Well, here, I just found this article here. Uh, Scream 6 teases the return of a long dead character. A after all, if Bimmy Billy Loomis can make a return, why can't Stu? Um, Fair enough. I'd love to see him come back. I would, I would love that too. Um, he was great. He was so he's so good. Before we find out he's the killer, after we get this character uh, evolution, and he evolves into be, uh, you know really uh, putting out there that he's the killer. Like Matthew Lillard is phenomenal as Stu in the first one, and, and just in general, I love that guy. He's one yeah, of my no, I more too. favorite actors because everything he chooses to do is great. He's shaggy for God's sake. Um, yes, yes, he so, is. Anyway, I think that this re the reason that this movie exists is because Scream 7 is going to start to take us in a completely different direction, and okay. I am completely on board with that. Okay, and, and, and that's fine. Again, these are notes I made without the context of somebody who is a big fan. Right. So let's, let's all right. keep that in mind before you start anger shitting on your keyboard. <laughs> um, the other thing is that I really feel... There's there's no way to say this without it sounding the way that it is. I feel I feel like this is a movie banking on its own legacy. That's that 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 was that that was one thing that I wrote down. I feel like it's just the series is banking on its own legacy at this point. But again, like I said, I just not super into scream, I guess. Well, let me give you. I don't you know why. I don't know why because honestly, like it's got a lot of the things that you would think I would love. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I, I think when it really comes down to it, slashers are fun for me, but I don't normally go out of my way to see a, a, a slasher. Usually, usually when I go see a slasher, um. It's it, it's gotta have a, like a, a something new and exciting about it, and there's nothing. I'm not gonna say there's nothing exciting about Scream Six, but to me, there's nothing new here. It seems like the same thing that we've seen over and over and over again, which is there's a new ghost face. He's attacking people. So that were the the the, uh, the the victims. The main character is related somehow to the original characters. And now we have a new movie and there's nothing wrong with that. But to me, it's just not what I look for when going and seeing a slasher. Um, uh, Terrifier is a great example. Terrifier is a bad movie. It's oh, not Lord. good. You thought you were going to piss people off before. Jesus Christ. Ter no, 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 no. The opinions no, no, no. expressed by Book of Bread are not necessarily the opinions okay. of Mike Fight. Okay, let's get something straight. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who I'm pissing off. I want to make that very, very clear. My opinions are my own. If you don't like it, I don't care. However, with that said, Terrifier is not good in the sense of a good movie but terrifier is a shitload of fun i had a lot of right. fun with terrifier i like the villain the deaths are really cool 
And that's the thing is like there was something still new and exciting in Terrifier to me, even though like usually those are the movies. And I want to make this very, very clear. Up until five years ago, these were not movies I was even into. This little bastard on the other side of the screen <laughs> is the one that got this ball rolling years and years ago. So I think True. that needs to be made very clear as well. Like I've never been some major um, slasher fan. I've always liked horror movies. Slashers have never, ever been at the top of that list. But the ones that I do enjoy tend to be new and exciting, and there tend to be new, exciting elements to them. That's why, like, I really, really like, I, I, I really like A Nightmare on Elm Street. I like the second Nightmare on Elm Street. And that's why I liked Freddy versus Jason, even though a lot of people didn't. Because, and I totally get that. I totally get why a lot of people didn't like Freddy versus Jason. But there was a new exciting element of Freddy and Jason going at each other. That was new and exciting. And that's why I didn't get into Scream 6. I, I, I'm going to stop saying I didn't like it because it, it makes it sound like I hated it and I didn't. But Scream 6 doesn't introduce anything new and exciting in my opinion and that's why like i kind of just like you know i liked it i just wasn't like i wasn't into it the way you were okay a couple things on what you just said um <clears throat> what you were saying about it kind of cannibalizing its own legacy um i think that goes back to the banking, reason banking on its own okay legacy. banking on its own legacy uh, i think that goes back to what i was saying before where this is really setting up the next era of scream and and try while simultaneously trying to kind of tie up all the loose ends with all of the things that have come before it which is why i think they brought back uh what is her name i i'm so terrible with names kirby that's that's why they brought back kirby she's one of the few people we've never seen come back that we know lived um and so they're, they're trying to wrap all of these things up and they're really trying to, uh, in my opinion, move this in a completely different direction, which for me mm -hmm. is a very, very good thing. Um, now, about what you said about Terrifier, I, I think the reason Terrifier works and is a lot of fun is because it is a very classic formula. That is terrifier mm -hmm. takes gore up to 11 but it uses the same formula that every other slasher in the 80s uses and that right. is why it's fun there is but no plot the, there is no explanation it no. is just this clown's but fucking crazy cl right and he's and scary the clown was exciting and new right. though i mean not that not that killer clowns are like new or anything like that but him as a character like he's fun he's interesting you're scared of him but you're rooting for him too like what are you gonna do next you little sick son of a bitch well, and so like, that's kind of what ghostface was like in the in the 90s um right because exactly because exactly. he Which was scary why, right which is why the first scream is a really like, i love scream one i yeah. really do i really 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 do but as the years have gone on it's just kind of become a little stale to me as far as far as the aspect of Ghostface. It's like, okay, yes, we get it. You're we're, we're, we're redoing this over and over and over again. And that's why I say I can't 
find a reason for this movie to exist. Not that it's not setting anything up, but in the sense of there was nothing new here to me. It felt like the same thing I've seen over and over again, which, you know, admittedly, that's why a lot of people are going to go see it. Which is why, which is why, you know, if I shit on a movie, I've never once shat on a movie and its audience at the same time. Because I can shit on a movie, but also sit there and go, well, it has an audience for a reason. And I can acknowledge that. I mean, that's fair. Um, I, but I think, okay, I think we're talking too existentially here and shit. Let's get back to the actual fucking movie. Uh, no, I want to talk about God next. Let's no, talk about God. I, <laughs> I want to talk about the uh, ending and the big reveal on who Ghostface is and all of that stuff. Because that is, that's the thing I think where, for me, this started to fall short. I was totally, completely on board with this movie until we find out who everybody like who who Ghostface was and um you know because because i have watched all these screams before i i had anticipated there's was, gonna be more yeah. than one obviously there's almost always more than one at this point especially after five there's no knew, way knew, it couldn't be one um i knew it was 45 minutes into this well and that's the that's the big fucking issue with this movie in my opinion is it's pretty goddamn obvious who yeah. who is doing these things and it didn't can we, take me can we not surprise. give this away like just 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 can we not give away who the killers are is that possible um are we gonna I mean, be able to do we, that yeah we can do that that's fine i feel like i feel like we can do spoilers but with a brand new movie that as of today is its official release date yeah let's not give that away okay i mean that's fair uh and just just so everybody's on board with what we're talking about here, um, the very end when they start to give all of the reasons as to why they're doing it, I was sitting there going, um, okay, okay, but why? And then and then it's revealed why, uh, and it's kind of almost the why is almost like thrown away like it's like the least important part of that whole conversation that they're having at the end as to why the most important exactly it almost felt like the Mm -hmm. why was an afterthought instead of the entire reason of the the things that they're doing so that that was my absolute biggest fucking issue with this movie is it just felt it just felt like an like the whole reason as to why they're doing everything that they're doing felt like an afterthought did you did that feel, did you feel that way or no? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it didn't feel very important. Like the 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 reveal felt like the most important thing. Yeah, like that's what it that's what it felt like. Right. It felt like the reveal was more important than uh than anything else. And to be fair, it is kind of it is kind of like touted as a who done it at this point. You go yeah. to see a scream as to like sit there and try to figure out along with Mindy who is doing all of this stuff. And so like that that's and all that's fair, but uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It felt like the reveal was far more important as to why mm-hmm. whereas the pre the, all the stuff that came pre scream 5, the why was the much bigger reason instead of the reveal and they kind of tied in together like scream two for for instance spoiler for scream two when we find out that it's billy's mom that's a fucking that's crazy that's fucking crazy it's a huge reveal and it gives her a hell of a good reason to do the things that she's doing and Mm -hmm. and in in scream six they kind of 
almost repeat that, but it's not nearly as uh, impactful as it was in Scream 2 because Scream 2 was Scream 2 and it happened a long time ago and it almost felt mm-hmm. like they were just sort of redoing it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. So I, I don't know. The ending, I was on board, on board, on board, on board, and then the reveal comes off and I was like, oh, I was hoping it wasn't them. Like, that's kind of a duh sort of a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> the, the 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 thing about the ending that really stood out to, or, or that I think I connected with the most was when Mindy comes out and she's alive <laughs> and the girl goes, how are you alive? In my head, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a good <laughs> fucking question. How is she alive? She shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. Like, and that and that that was I, I will say. Uh, from watching it from like, you know, not, not as a screen movie, but as a slasher film, um, the amount of people that seem unaffected by the severity of their wounds. By, uh, Tara takes a knife ast- to the gut and pretend and it's like it never happened. It's astounding. Yeah. The only thing that the only person that does react in that way was Annika. Because she gets yeah. stabbed in the stomach, and and she's literally bleeding all over the place. Whereas uh, Tara, Tara gets stabbed in the stomach, and it's like nothing, like like nothing. Like, eh. And I really, and I also really disliked the whole "you gotta let me go" being literal at the end. It's it felt so forced and like. They they really shoehorned in the whole like overprotective big sister thing just so that they could have that moment at the end where she's like, mm-hmm. you gotta let me go. And and it just felt forced as well as all of the relationships between all these people felt super forced. I don't care about Tara and Chad. It drove me crazy that Chad lives again. It drove me insane. Like, and it's the same thing with Mindy and, and the reason reason I think, again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, is because they have to have their Randy character in Scream 7. They can't mm-hmm. just not have anybody that doesn't know anything about horror movies. But a side oh. note on there, uh, when Kirby and Mindy are sitting there talking about horror movies, uh, I, I, I agreed with just about everything they said, which is, again, a big reason of why I felt so targeted by this movie. It was like they know exactly who the hell they made this for. And they even have conversations about other horror movies where they're like, Candyman, both are good. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, both are good. I, I like that. Yes, you two are correct. And whoever wrote this actually enjoys horror movies. So See, it, well, and that, 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 that was the funny thing. But it felt, well, you know, well, re- it felt real. Talking- so, so, so the, the succession of like how I reacted to that was they made the letterbox comment and I went, nah. and then they, <laughs> and then they said how both candy mans were good. And I went, nope, you didn't no. like, you didn't like the new candy man. No, not even a little bit. Not okay. even a little bit. I did. I, I liked I, the new candy man a lot. I didn't like it because I, the, the original candy man is one of my all time favorite, favorite horror movies. And we're not reviewing Candyman, but no, I did not like the new Candyman. I gave Candyman a seven. I liked the new Candyman. I thought it was good. I think it could use 100% more Tony Todd. But outside of that, I liked liked the new Candyman. I think we could all use a little bit more Tony Todd in our (laughs) lives. 
<laughs> if All I right. could just get, if my alarm clock could be Tony Todd telling me to have a good day, <laughs> I'd be a very happy person. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and give me your final thoughts on this? We didn't talk about like specifics nearly as much as I thought we were going to, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. This is a no. brand new movie. And I think yeah. maybe I, I think it would be kind of a cool idea once this does hit streaming and, and physical media to rewatch this and kind of redo this and see yeah. how we feel watching it in our homes versus going to have this, having this big spectacle of a release and it, and it may change how I see this movie. Um, but for now, I want to know how you feel about the, your final thoughts on this and your rating for Scream 6. Uh, so Scream 6, for me, as somebody who is not really into Scream after Scream 3, um, it is fun. Um, it is moderately well written. Not great. Moderately well written. Um, the kills some of them are pretty cool um dude i just uh, i i have to throw this specific out there sorry to stomp all over that Uh, no the therapist kill when he's watching the old school black and white movie and the guy on the movie is going you're next you're next i fucking loved that that felt like something they ripped right out of my brain i loved it loved it the Um, kills and gore are awesome uh, the uh, o- overall, I would say that as someone who is not a huge Scream fan, it was a fun ride, but not something that a makes me care about Scream Seven or B makes me want to go watch it again. Um, again, doesn't mean that I hated it. I just wasn't super into it. But again, that's because this is a Scream movie for Scream fans. That's what this is. This is not a movie for people that like certain Screams and uh, are uh, are, um, uh, what I would call Weekend Warrior Scream fans, which I will fully admit I am a Weekend Warrior Scream fan. I am not a diehard Scream fan. Um, But like I said, it's fun. Um, I don't give a shit about these characters. Uh, the only character I gave a shit about was Ghostface. I wanted to watch him just kill everyone um, because I find um, I find Mindy to be insufferable. Um, I find uh, I really do. I really do. I find her incredibly fucking annoying. Um, and so overall, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Not something that I'm going to go out and say, you know, like say everybody needs to go watch. However, with that said, I will say that I can see the entertainment value. I can see how um, awesome this would be for big Scream fans. So if you are a Scream fan, I'm going to say go watch it. If you are not a huge Scream fan, go to the early showing or watch for it to come out on streaming. That's what I would say. Um, However, with that said... I'm going to give it a rating that I think was probably going to be a little higher than what might be expected. I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10. That is way higher than I was expecting after all the issues. I told you, you I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just, well, I had issues with it, but again, I'm trying to do this rating from an open-minded standpoint yeah. and doing that means recognizing what I liked and recognizing why it was made and why the, what I was looking for doesn't fit into the dichotomy of what they were trying to achieve. Yeah. Paradigm. Don't call me out English majors. <laughs> 
Okay, um, for me, this was a ton of fun. I think the cinematography is some of the best in the series. Uh, there is some killer shots in here. The lighting is phenomenal. I think the script uh, feels like it was written by somebody that actually loves this series, and that was refreshing after seeing Scream 5, even though I believe Scream 5 was written by the exact same people. Um, this felt to me like they are trying to get old and new Scream fans on the same page. Um, they're trying to bring in the old Scream fans of like, see, we're not forgetting where we came from, but also appealing to new people that have never really been that big into Scream by taking this in a new direction and getting a whole new crew together and, and people in theory you care about. I'm not going to care as much when Chad dies as I did when Dewey died, for instance. That is never going to hit me the same. No. And, it, and it's because of when it hit me in my life. And it's and it has very little to do with how good I think the early screams are compared to how the late screams are. Um, and, and for me, this just feels like trying to take this whole thing in a new direction. And this is the this is like the middle ground. I think when we look back at Scream 6, we're going to look back at is it at it as like this is the pivot point. This is the moment where I'll they pivot into yeah. a brand new direction with new people and and they have to they had to make this in order to go into the new direction that they wanted to. And yeah. and that is why I think I enjoyed this, knowing that that Sam is our new main character and that she can fall into the darkness. Um, that dude, the possibilities in that are fucking endless. Can you imagine that, that this whole scream franchise turns into like following Sam around as Ghostface or breaking mentally like way more into that. All of that. There's so I'd many possibilities you can do with the way that they end scream six that I, I was not on board with, with scream five. You know why I'd be into that? Because it's a new element. Exactly. And that's because what I was going to say. That is something that they haven't done before, which is new and interesting. Now, mm -hmm. at the end of Scream 5, I think the final scene where she does end up killing, uh, I, I forget his name. What's his, what's his name? The killer um, from, the, from Scream 5, when she ends up like stabbing him and the, the whole slow motion scene and blood is like that. That is a much more impactful ending than anything that we get at the end of Scream 6, if, in mm -hmm. my opinion. That works a whole lot better, but it's in a worse movie. Um, and so, for me, Scream 6 just felt like, um, it just felt fun to go back and visit some of these characters. I don't care about Kirby. Scream 4 is... One of my, my one of my least favorite scream movies, I, and but I'm but I'm aware enough to realize that not everybody else feels that way. Um, there's also I also had some other issues with this where this the horrible exposition dumps coming from Mindy all the time is yeah. just exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Kill her the fuck off. And and the thing is is like this the series is so meta and intertwined with other movies and stuff that. There is no other way to get everybody on board other than to have them sit around in a park and discuss exposition and, and kind of the, the five movies that came before them sitting in that park. And Can so we also the, talk about the weird, the, the, the weird mental aspect of the fact that she's super into slasher movies after being involved in so many of these incidents. 
I mean, it does feel like that. It, that's not super realistic, but I also don't need. No, it feels I, sick and twisted. <laughs> There's something wrong with her. Well, they do sort of. They do sort of touch on that when they're at the house party at the very beginning and her girlfriend's like, is it not weird that you survived that, but yet you're here at a house party? And she's like, I kind of look at it like being struck by lightning. What are the chances of it happening twice? And so she's Said kind the of most unstable person in the entire movie, <laughs> but she's kind of moved on mentally. I think she's one of the few people in this movie that has moved on from the events of five. Um, and, and, you know, I love how haunted Sam is from this whole thing and how she starts to see more of Billy and, and how Billy is actually like egging her on. And, and they touch on that in five. They didn't go nearly as deep into it in six as I would like to have seen. I'm hoping that's what we're going to get out of seven and, and really see Sam crack. And, the, and, you know, they, the one thing I will say, and this is heavily spoiler for the very last scene in this movie, um, where she starts to like, look at the mask and shit. Um, and, and the music starts to swell and then Tara's like, what are you doing? And it immediately stops and she drops the mask and stuff. I love, I, I do like the idea that Tara's the only thing keeping her grounded, um, from becoming Billy and, and, you know, really, really going down the path of the darkness and shit like that. Um, but I'm worried that that's going to be too big of a hurdle in scream seven for them to like really take Sam down the road that I want to see them go. Um, and so there's some stuff here and there that I didn't really care for all that much, but all in all, I had a ton of fun with this fucking movie. I loved this so much more than I thought I would. This is a movie for scream fans. Just like you said, the fact that every prop from every movie is sitting all in one room. I fucking loved it. I loved that the TV from scream one that killed Stu ends up coming in play at the end of scream six. I love it. I love that she picks up her dad's knife. I like that the, that they're leaving the masks from all the different movies around and counting down until one, even though they don't play on that nearly as much as they should. In my opinion, that should have been a much bigger part of this movie than it actually was. Um, I, I'm okay with the sort of twist ending for lack of a better word. I'm not crazy about who the killers are. It was kind of predictable, but all in all, I had yeah. a ton of fun with this. This is a big win. If you're a scream fan, if, you're not huge into Scream and you don't recognize the music from specific movies and all the little Easter eggs and all the hidden little references in this movie. Uh, it's not going to be nearly as special to you as somebody who's hyper into it, but it's also accessible enough to new people that I think this is a movie that gets a lot of, for lack of a better term, zoomers into Scream. And I am okay with that. If it means we continue to get movies that are at the very least this quality, we could go down a howling road here and get some of the worst movies ever made. Uh, hopefully that's not what happens from here on out. But the quality on this is ultra higher than I thought it was going to be. And, and mm. I had way more fun than this. And I had way more fun in this than I thought I was going to. I'm going to go ahead and rate this an 8 out of 10. I like this a lot. It is far from perfect. It is not the best scream in my opinion. It is far from it. But there's a very good movie in here as somebody who's super into scream. <sighs> so that is how I feel about Scream 6. And that is a huge deviation from how I felt about Scream 5. because <laughs> Scream 5 was a dumpster fire. It really was. It really, really was. And maybe, maybe I Scream should go back and rewatch it to see if I still feel that way. But 
from what I remember, I really, really hated it. Yeah, dude, you're 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 not wrong. It's uh, it's definitely far better than five, but that's because five was a dumpster fire that everybody was trying to put out with grease. I mean, that's it's true. Just, I, 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 it's I I I dude, I I hated five and me too. Six was six was it was definitely far more enjoyable. I just for the people that it's not going after people like me. But with that said, there's still something in here to enjoy, even though you might not be part of the group that it's going for. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. This is um, we'll have to see what Scream 7 does, because that's really going to depend. It's really going to depend on what Scream 7 does as far mm-hmm. as where the, the whole thing goes from here, mm-hmm. because um, you can really, really screw up this next movie if you want to. But uh, I, I, all in all, I'd be OK if they never made another one after this. Um, but I would love to see God, me too. how Sam's whole thing plays out. So, um, all right. Well, if you like this, make sure you hit the like button. If you really liked it, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Did you like this movie? Uh, if you're a huge Scream fan, let us know what you thought. If you're not a huge Scream fan, I would also love to know how you felt about this. Because this is, I have a feeling that this is going to be super divisive depending on where you stand on Scream in general. So, uh, let us know what you thought down in the comments below. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching this. I really appreciate it if you got all the way to the end of this. This was a long one, um, so it means a lot to us that you're still watching this if you are. Uh, thank you, and we will see you guys next time from the deep. Bye-bye. Ta-ta.